0: Sit down. Shut up.
1: Yeah. How dare you talk to our listeners like that?
0: We're just getting started. I mean, shut up in a nice way.
1: Yeah, but in the best way possible. Just shut we're, the fuck up. We're from Kansas, so we gotta tone this down a little bit. Get right. our Midwestern stuff back, and just right. could you, could you please just sit nicely and enjoy your tea?
0: Yes. <laughs> but I am invested, and we have to get this guy. So. Shut up. In the nicest way possible. (laughs) Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. Okay, to recap, last episode we talked about the Gainesville Ripper. We talked about four murders that happened on the Gainesville, Florida campus that inspired Scream. If you haven't listened to part one, what the heck are you doing here? Go back. Go back and listen, weirdo.
1: You're going to want to hear why we're mad.
0: Yeah, you're going to want to hear. Yeah. All right. So where we left off is that Edward, the weird guy we don't know if it's the murderer he's weird but there's no dna we're looking at a whole different case in shreveport louisiana that may be connected so sit down shut up
1: (laughs) (laughs) how dare you talk to listeners like that?
0: we're just getting started i mean shut up in a nice way
1: yeah but (laughs) in the best way possible just Shut we're, the fuck up. We're from Kansas, so <laughs> we gotta tone this down a little bit and get right. our Midwestern stuff back and just
0: right. could you
1: could you please just sit nicely and enjoy your tea?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I am invested and we have to get this guy, so shut up in the nicest <laughs> way possible.
1: <laughs> which so um again, go watch part one, but mm-hmm. Sarah has let us Pretty, you know, the only suspect she's given us is this person. What was his name? Edward. Edward, and now I, I always think of Ed Kemper now.
0: So <laughs> there's maybe, a lot of Eds that are serial killers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am related to one, so that scares me.
0: Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but I don't think he is. I really don't. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, that was. A weird segue but it made me yeah i do think <laughs> there are a lot of ed edward killers mm-hmm. out there for some odd reason so don't name your kids that yeah um but he he feels like he might have done it mm-hmm. i mean
0: there's a lot pointing to him
1: you shouldn't assume it but he had a history of violence that immediately makes me think okay you have a history of violence i would you would be near the top of my list.
0: Yep. So, we left the case off with this case of the Grissoms. So, I'm going to describe that a little bit to you. Um, This is a 55-year-old man, his 34-year-old daughter, and his 8-year-old grandson.
1: I thought you said 24. Last time. was it 34?
0: Did I mess up? I don't know. (laughs) I do remember 24. Oh, I do have 24 and 34. So... She's in the age range of 24 to 34.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, we'll have to, I
0: think it was 24. We'll I have think to, it's uh,
1: we'll, we'll put a correction in the comments on that, but I, it's, it makes sense. It would be 24 because yeah. the, the other kid being eight it, yeah, 34 and eight would be a huge age gap. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all right though.
0: Yep. Well, I will say the 34 year old is not the mother of this eight year old boy.
1: Right. It's okay. his aunt. Okay.
0: So it's, A man, his daughter, and then his grandson. His
1: aunt. But the
0: boy's aunt.
1: So there's probably another sister. Right. There would have to be another sister somewhere, just maybe not living with them.
0: Exactly. So. (laughs) So. 24-year-old right, daughter.
1: We're, we're trying to paint a picture. Right.
0: It's <laughs> a
1: little abstract, but we're going to try to paint it. If we <laughs> hadn't
0: recorded that back-to-back, back, you wouldn't have not I wouldn't have. No, that. yeah. So, <laughs> so we we did
1: just go one right after another, knocking them out tonight. So yeah, I would mm-hmm. not have caught that. Yep. Um, but then the other thing I was thinking is, so part one, the killers or the, uh, the victims were all fresh out of high school aged. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like that's what he's targeting is young women and so not that 34 years old isn't a young woman but thank you i'm (laughs) just throw that out there 34 (laughs) years old is still young but i don't know if that's who this killer was targeting i don't know why maybe it was a vulnerability thing but for whatever reason that seems where he was going
0: and you are definitely right So, we've got the 54-year-old man, the 24-year-old daughter, and 8-year-old grandson. They were killed in their house in 1989, only a year before the Gainesville murders.
1: The other ones happened in 90.
0: Yep. Uh, The father, 55-year-old William Grissom, who went by Tom, which, don't know where they got that. Um (laughs) I
1: I think that's fairly common, but I don't know why that's common, but that would be a whole nother. Rabbit hole to dive down that we don't need to get into. It's a
0: Joseph Bart story. Joseph Bart,
1: yeah. <laughs> Watch Nate Bargatze. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, so he was the manager at AT and T. He was described as being polite, friendly, respectable, and he had been battling cancer for years now, but was doing better.
1: So again, uh, our victim is another good person.
0: Mm-hmm. His daughter. I wrote again 24, so I know it's got to be 24. <laughs> 24-year-old Julie was studying marketing at Louisiana State University of Shreveport and was working part-time at Dillard's in the mall. Sean eight, who was a third grader at Turner Elementary. He was visiting his grandfather, William, and Aunt Julie for the weekend because it was his birthday. Oh,
1: that is just heart-wrenching.
0: Yeah. Um so police were called to the house after Sean didn't show up at school and his mother was worried of course right when no one answered at the grandfather's house neighbors found the body after going in to check the bodies uh, after going in to check
1: which I, I will say too um something interesting that i've thought about this case is there's been a lot of um i don't know if that's just the area like maybe that's just how uh in like the florida louisiana area people tend to work with their neighbors a little bit more but i'm kind of surprised none of these were welfare checks right by the where you call the police department and have the police department go in and check i mean the the dispatcher kind of was Mm -hmm. but at the same point in time she was part of the police department so they almost kind of did their own welfare check right
0: Yep. Uh, William's body was slumped against the door, blocking the entrance to the utility room. He had several stab wounds in the back and the chest. Sean was found face down in the family room with one knife wound to his back that exited through his chest. He was attacked while watching TV. (sighs) Julie's body was found naked and partially hanging off the bed. She was stabbed at least three times in the back, but was left facing up. Vinegar was applied to her body as a cleaning agent. Um, She was posed in the same way that the Gainesville Ripper victims were. Detectives believe the trio was killed between 6 to 8 p.m. the Saturday before their bodies were found. There were no signs of forced entry, no ransacking, no robbery, Although there was some indication of a struggle, the overall scene was noted as being neat. I
1: hate this person.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Real punchable. I, I real, real punchable.
1: I don't know why it's so much worse to hear, like, for me at least, to hear the details of what they were doing when this happened. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, <clears throat> it's just everyday things that people were doing. Yep like just your normal day-to-day stuff
0: well it and said so to that, hear it like
1: that it's just it it's like uh
0: yeah i know you're probably gonna hate this but it did say that william was just barbecuing um yeah
1: something you would his, just do on a normal day
0: yep his grandson was watching tv just normal
1: that's the tv part is where that you know that that's where that hit me because just thinking of being a kid watching TV, and that happens like it's just part of your normal day. It's just right. any other day, and it's yeah infuriating.
0: Yep. Um, so this all happened a year before the Gainesville Ripper case, but some things were similar. So now police are just missing the link who who was the Gainesville Ripper, and what would he do next? Right. All it took was a Crime Stoppers tip to make everything look a lot more clear.
1: Which. Plug for Crime Stoppers. Right. If you know anything about anything that is an ongoing case, call them. Mm-hmm. Every little bit can help.
0: Yep, and you can remain anonymous. I know a lot of people worry about that. You can remain anonymous, and uh, yeah,
1: you can you can help get families some justice. Mm-hmm. So, just call them, even if it seems like a meaningless piece of information. It may not be in the grand scheme of the investigation it may be the last puzzle piece that they needed
0: right and if you're not into helping people and you just want to be famous i mean you can be on our show (laughs) calling crime stoppers so just saying I mean, <laughs> that's
1: probably not the way. It's
0: not the good or best way to do you it, but if you're going to do it, it.
1: Stoppers, but um, I mean, really, as long as the information gets to where it's supposed to go, even if it's a tweet out, to the, I don't know, that's I wouldn't recommend that either. But just get the information to where it needs to go,
0: Please. somehow.
1: Don't keep it inside. Get it to get it to the the right people. Get it to people who want to help, at least.
0: Right. So a woman named Cindy called Crime Stoppers. We need, like, some kind of, like, sound for the people who call in. you are going
1: <laughs> to say we need a bunch of Cindy's.
0: We need a bunch of Cindy's, too, but yay, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and said that she thinks she may have some information. A church friend of hers said one day that he came to her and he was, like, he was living in Shreveport and he said... I have to go. I'm in trouble. And when she asked him more, like, okay, he said he liked to stick knives in people. He brushed this off after, like, I don't know, the conversation. Which, please ask more.
1: Well, I don't know that I would ask more. I think I'd be like, okay, bye. Okay, I'm I'm leaving. I don't want to be anywhere near you.
0: (laughs) Right. Um. Weird, but after hearing the murder of the Grissoms in Shreveport, right, and then the Gainesville murders, she called in the tip. Right. So, the guy's name was Danny Rowling.
1: So, not the first person, right?
0: Not okay. Edward.
1: Not Edward. I, I struggle with it. The, there's so many names <laughs> in this case that I have trouble keeping up, but okay. So, Danny now is a
0: suspect. Is a suspect. So, who is Danny Rowling? Uh, you think of a recipe for a serial killer. Uh, Danny's the finished product. Mm. Um, he had a horrific life. Um, from the get go, he, his dad never wanted kids. Like never. His father was a police officer. He was extremely abusive to his wife and children.
1: Which, stop there. So, if you do not want kids. Do not have don't have them, but then there's there's another option if you have them to abusing and beating them. That is not... There are so many other things that you can do. There's adoption. There's foster, you know, foster family. Like, they're just... the Don't beat your family. Don't be abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different ways to handle that situation. Yep. But... Y- that, unfortunately, just seems like it happens so much. Like, I, I don't know what the thinking is there, how they feel that's solving their problem. But it doesn't. Right. So Just don't do it.
0: His dad reminded me of um, Dahmer's dad. Because we've been watching Dahmer. And and
1: again, I know we're slow. We're really early on in Dahmer. So we haven't seen it. (laughs) We don't
0: have extra time in our lives. We don't
1: have a ton of time. (laughs) We've gotten a little bit into Dahmer, like three episodes in. So what we've seen of Dahmer's dad is the first three episodes. And Mm -hmm. he is very. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Just like this dude. He's also very, and I don't know if this is where you're going at all, but he is also very like, oh, you can dissect things for science. And I don't know if he is, maybe not saying for science, but I don't know if he is.
0: So this guy didn't do that. Okay. Um,
1: I don't know if I didn't know if he did that too, or if he was just abusive like Donner's dad
0: was. Yeah, I think he just, they both have this era of like cockiness a little bit. Um, I don't know. Just reminded me is I don't know, but he was extremely abusive to his wife and children. Um, Danny's mother, Claudia, tried many times to get away from this. Uh, The abuse on her was very extreme. The abuse began for Danny when he was only one. His father beat him because he wasn't crawling properly.
1: (sighs) The kid is one years old. Like, what do you think? abuse is gonna teach a one-year-old kid like that it's just not yeah i mean i know trying to reason with somebody who does that i i have said this in one of our earlier shows that child abuse makes me angry and child cases make me angry
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so we're parents that's where i'm getting a little heated is at this dad
0: yeah Um, I'm gonna make you mad a lot, and I'm sorry. I know,
1: I know. It's it's not gonna be our first or last case involving a kid, and it's not gonna be probably sounds like the worst thing that happened to him. So
0: right. Um. So the couple decided to have another boy only a year later.
1: They didn't want (laughs) kids. So mad.
0: I I know. It it's just I'm sorry. I'm the messenger. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. I'm just mad like you didn't want a kid. You're treating your at one year old. You're treating your kid bad because they don't know how to crawl. Yeah. So you're gonna have another one. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just don't.
0: Just chop his <sighs> dick off at that
1: point. <laughs> yeah, like I. <laughs> I don't, You don't that's... want kids.
0: Don't have them
1: then. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, so they had their second boy, and things got worse and worse. Really? Um,
1: I, that blows my mind <laughs> that that situation didn't get better for you. What were you thinking?
0: Right. Um, Danny filled the third grade for too many absences due to illness, and his teachers all labeled him as aggressive. Um. Which, so
1: <laughs> something that unfortunately you've had to see before is a lot of times that aggress- aggression is learned at home. Mm-hmm. And generally, if a kid's aggressive, doesn't it's not a one-for-one, one, like kids aggressive guaranteed the parents are aggressive, but it does seem to happen a lot.
0: Right. At age 11, Danny's mother went into a long-stay hospital because she tried to commit suicide by slitting her wrist. Danny tried to cope with music, but also picked up drugs and alcohol. So that made things a lot worse. Right. Um at age 14 he got caught peeping into a neighbor girl's window and was beat again by his father. So when he joined the military, he was just trying to get away from the abuse.
1: Which okay, so he got caught peeping and mm-hmm. got beat again by his father, but you said earlier his father was a police officer, so I'm guessing part of part of that was the father was like you're making me look bad.
0: Probably, Like
1: you yeah. are, I'm a police officer and to have a son that's doing that is not okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I am sure that that situation was horrible. And again, none of these things excuse if he is the one who did it later on, what he became, what he came to do. It doesn't excuse him doing that, just having a childhood like that, but it is awful.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so the military was not good for Danny. (laughs) Um, he admitted to taking acid over a hundred times while in the military.
1: Oh, that's crazy.
0: And I can't imagine dropping acid and being in the military.
1: Which, I mean, it's possible The say if he was deployed. I mean, it's possible he was in, is still in the States doing it and maybe not overseas. But no matter what, it's still, you're around, you know. Places where you have to be functional to train and things like that.
0: hmm Danny went on to marry, but his wife divorced him because he threatened to kill her. Um, this turned into a lot of anger against women. Uh, he began with the rape of a woman that looked like his ex. Then he killed a woman in a car accident, uh, so he spiraled more from there. From the 70s to the 90s, he began a life of petty crime. He did time for robberies all over the South. He had lost his last and final real job before the murders of the Grissoms, which lived a few blocks down from him. Gotcha. In May of 1990, he shot his 58-year-old father twice, nearly killing him. He survived the shooting but lost an eye and an ear. This was the only murder where I was like,
1: "Eh." (laughs) <laughs> it, it wasn't even a murder he survived it well
0: yeah the only attack i guess right I well, but
1: i was just like he got <sighs> shot in the eye and survived it like
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh the i yeah i agree I, i'm kind of like
0: it's not good to know? do violence but like this wasn't an ab- abusive piece it, of it, shit is like... it
1: wrong to say an eye for an eye
0: oh okay. <laughs> <not
1: there>. <laughs> <laughs> bad um
0: oh jesus I
1: don't even know if that works in this situation. It just popped into my head.
0: Oh, Um, it's so funny, though. (laughs)
1: Um, I would
0: not say that about a regular victim, but with this dude... Would in
1: an abusive... Like,
0: fuck it. Yeah, like...
1: (laughs) I I don't have a lot of sympathy or really any sympathy for the dad in that situation. So, I, I mean... Yeah. I'm not for violence, but at the same point in time, if there's violence against somebody, an abusive father husband like that mm-hmm. i don't i'm still gonna sleep at night knowing that that happened to him
0: yep um so danny used this as a way of starting over he fled shreveport and started a new life as michael kennedy jr in late that,
1: okay that sounds like a made-up name so <laughs> <It does. laughs> um, one of the kennedys
0: you're right no
1: you're not <laughs> psychopath. In, in late July of
0: 1990, he went to Florida and set up camp behind Gainesville, Florida's campus. So this yeah, this is our this is this our guy. Is the
1: the killer which the further you're going down that rabbit hole tomorrow I was like this is the
0: guy. This is the guy. So poor Ed,
1: poor Ed who
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: so I things are running together for me was Ed still the one that was on the army base though with the knife.
0: Yes. Okay. And so, beat his grandmother.
1: So Ed still had problems. Ed
0: was still a bad but guy. <laughs> he's not
1: this bad guy. Right. Um, he's
0: not this bad. Yeah. He guy.
1: he didn't go that far. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say poor Ed, but also. I mean, he didn't do this, so don't accuse him of it, I guess.
0: How messed up is it that there's two two guys that, that you're like, "Oh yeah, they could have killed all of right. these people." That's messed up.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So, September 8th, 2 weeks after the Gainesville murders, Danny robbed a Winn-Dixie in Oscala, Florida, which was...
1: I feel like I should know what a Winn-Dixie is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's supposed to maybe their their uh <laughs> For Kansas people Dylan's, or for I think Southern it is. people Kroger, Southern people Kroger, I mean. right Maybe it's a grocery a, store that type of store. If you're from Florida, Louisiana area, let us know.
0: mm mm-hmm. Let us know what you can buy at to Win Dixie. Yeah.: um, Is
1: it just a grocery store, or is it more?
0: <laughs> is <there sighs> more? <laughs> um, so after he robbed that, the responding officers caught Danny, but when they tried to pull him or over, he fled. This ended in a high-speed chase, and then a foot chase after that. Which, However, police got him in custody, and they didn't know he was the Gainesville Ripper.
1: Yet. Which, I mean, generally, I feel like you flee if you got something to hide. Maybe, right. maybe you're fleeing because you've got like so many previous crimes that you're going to go to jail for a long time. But generally, I feel like there's probably more to the story if you're fleeing.
0: Yep, uh, the DNA did come back to Danny. When he started talking, he didn't shut the hell up,
1: which most don't.
0: Most don't. Um I imagine this investigation like the online or phone game where pieces like fall. Right. And you have to like perfectly fit them. Right. Tetris.
1: Tetris, yeah. Tetris.
0: Um because all at once things started fitting with Danny. Like, oh, okay. Danny was type blood, type B blood. Yeah. Um, he confessed with the help of another inmate into like the Gainesville martyrs. So he was like, yeah, I did those.
1: What do you mean with the help, help of another inmate? So
0: this is an interesting thing. And I didn't put this in my research because it was a long piece of information. Right. But, um, apparently they used another inmate who Danny trusted
1: oh. to
0: literally relay the information so he would, they were sitting like this in an interview room. He would write something and the inmate would tell because he felt like he couldn't tell his story. So, it was weird.
1: So he, they were both in the same room. It's yeah. not like he knew, like he didn't know this person was just being an informant. The other, they, sure. they knew he just didn't want to vocally say it. So he wrote it down and pass it to the, mm-hmm. that's, some psychologist that's smarter than you or, or really anybody, there's, there's probably a, a mental... Thing going on there that Mm -hmm. they could explain it better than us, but that's got to be something. Maybe he's having trouble vocalizing what he did. I don't
0: know because of the shame or something. But yeah, yeah, it really was interesting to me because I'd never heard of that in another true crime. I haven't either.
1: That's a new one for me.
0: And I don't know legal wise how all that happened, but it did.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure if he. They're monitoring it happening. They're seeing him, right? I feel like it'd be admissible.
0: Right. Um, he confessed to only things the killer would know. Right. He said after he murdered Nanny, Tracy locked herself in the bedroom, but he was able to break in. Mm. She looked at him and said, you're the guy, aren't you? And Mm. he said, yes, which breaks my heart. Yeah. They found his campsite finally at his tent Basically, right um, in the woods, and there was a tape recorder.
1: So, so um, he can't vocalize <laughs> it to the police, but he can vocalize it to his own tape recorder.
0: Well, it didn't say anything about the murders. Mm. Um, it was weird. It has him singing mm. a lot.
1: I know that seems scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't um, know why. Yeah,
1: serial killer singing in the woods sounds terrifying.
0: Yeah, had him singing because, I don't know, but he he said his full name. He said where his childhood went wrong, and then he talked about how to skin a deer.
1: So, it it was kind of like a, um, I don't know how to describe it, like it was like his diary, but in tape form almost.
0: Right, it wasn't a confession, but it tied... That man to being at that campsite right. on Gainesville campus.
1: Game is location. It
0: just all matched.
1: Right. Well, um, and yeah. So I was going to bring up this point. A lot of us get frustrated. Um, I say us. I'm, I'm trying to include myself in True Crime Club with you guys, even though I'm not... <laughs> You're as not much far of a, ahead.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not one of you.
1: Um, even though I am kind of... You
0: can't sit with us. Right. I, I
1: kind of... I, sometimes get to sit with you guys when somebody is missing from school that day. Um, right. That's kind of how it is. But, <laughs> um, but it's, it's frustrating when the police don't reveal everything about the crime because for the people doing podcasts and shows and everything, they're like, give us everything so we can get it out to the public and help us find it. But at, find the killer. But at the same point in time, the reason why they don't reveal everything is this situation where the killer could provide details that hadn't been released to the public and they're like okay he had to be the killer because only the killer knew that it was like this and yeah so it's frustrating but at the same point in time there's a there's a
0: purpose to it hmm exactly um he did not admit to killing the grissoms um so that's odd Um, Danny's trial for the five students, student murders began on February 15th, 1994, nearly four years after he killed those five students.
1: Imagine finding impartial judges in that case, Uh, or uh, not judges, but, um, jury, jury.
0: Yep. Many of the families were there, which I can't imagine how hard that is. So. Thank y'all. Right. Um, he did address the court and said, Your Honor, I've been, running from, I've been running from one thing and another my whole life. There are some things that you just can't run from, and this is one of those. He bled guilty to all charges. Now the jury had to decide if he was going to be put to death or life in prison. Right. His attorney used his past life and all the abuse as an excuse which it's not. Um, he also tried to say he had multiple personalities, which...
1: Doesn't mean you're exempt.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really buying that.
1: <sighs> um, I
0: don't think anyone else was either. He was charged with the five deaths sentenced for one, one each of the Gainesville victims. Danny Roland was put to death by lethal injection on October 25th, 2006. Prior to his death, he spoke to the pastor and handed him a note. On it, he admitted to killing 55-year-old William Grissom, 24-year-old Julie Grissom, and 8-year-old Sean Grissom in Shreveport. So, thank God the family's got some closure there. Um, it was a little too late, but good.
1: And I feel like, uh, I don't I don't remember this fully, but I feel like like death confessions like that or deathbed confession or things like that, I feel like they there's some laws around that where that's taken more seriously for some Mm. reason. Um, So yeah, I I do hope they got closure and that, and uh, again, we always try to focus on the victims. Just know that the aunt of the, the woman who died was also the mother of that kid and she wasn't there and she's likely still out there and dealing with this. So just know that real people are, Affected by this and still have to live with it. Yep. And I know there's still parents of the the people in Gainesville. I'm not discounting them either because they obviously had a horrific time. Especially the ones that went there to check on their kid. So, I mean, yeah, just keep in mind there's real people out there tied Mm -hmm. to these cases that are still alive and still having to relive it.
0: Right. There's the police officers who found them. There's the students who... We're in fear for yeah. you know this whole time
1: i mean it's you know this all happened in a short period of time and yes they caught the person but you don't go back to normal life right after that oh no yeah you don't go back to normal life that campus wasn't i'm sure the same for years
0: right so he's gone right Bye.
1: and not lose any sleep
0: right Um, I wanted to repeat the names of all the victims because there's a lot in this Um, so there's Sonia Larson Christina Powell Krista Hoyt Tracy Pales Manny Taboa I really hope I'm saying that right Uh, William Grissom Julie Grissom and Sean Grissom and then of course Danny's father who was shot too so, um, Which,
1: I mean, excluding Danny's father, um, and I don't want to make a joke out of that part, excluding mm-hmm. Danny's father, they by all accounts were good people, yes, and so definitely, um, you know, definitely feel for their families.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I will say if you like. Or enjoy listening to our podcast or our YouTube. Please go over and support us on the other platform. Um, I work really, really hard on these cases, and this one I poured a lot into. Um, so, if you at all enjoyed, or I want to say enjoyed, because we probably didn't enjoy it's it, just, but <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing with true crime. Uh-huh. Yeah, if if uh,
0: if uh you want to support me.
1: Right, and people can enjoy true crime in trying to figure out why, because this is what gets me with true crime, is trying to figure out what made this person this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, and that you went through all the traumas, and that's likely what it was that made him that way, but just in my head, I'm sitting here going, that person is so twisted. Right. That, when you say you enjoy you're not i'd hope people aren't enjoying that people were killed they're just probably enjoying like who did it why were they that way what
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what happened
0: yep and i work really hard on the story story storytelling piece of this i want to create suspense i want to create you know sympathy for these victims and you would hate danny um yeah, <laughs> because because
1: right. you should you, hate danny you
0: should um and so i work really hard on it if you want to support me please please do so um Absolutely. You, we are on spotify and youtube so just let me
1: know you should see all the work she puts in she's constantly researching
0: yeah that's why i don't have time to watch (laughs) the shows i want to watch right
1: (laughs) um so one thing i want to touch on before Mm -hmm. we go uh so you said that Wes craven took some of this likely and it influenced scream a little bit Mm -hmm. what is it just him being in the location of those at that time period do you think or do you think any of it Um, because wasn't again? I haven't watched Scream. Um, so gotta
0: watch Scream. man (laughs) no, it's
1: just it's to the point now where it's so far back that I'm like, am I really gonna enjoy the original? You
0: will. (laughs) Um,
1: but like, isn't Scream the one that's the calls coming from inside the house? Mm -hmm. So is that maybe another place where he took influence allegedly? Uh, where he's like the the killer was inside the house the whole time, Mm -hmm. probably not calling, but. So is that most of the places your the connection that you found was?
0: Yeah, so I think the main theme of all of these kids being on this campus and I think he took it to a whole different level with it's one of your friends right. type of thing. But you think about the fear
1: which those um, kids might have been thinking it was one of their
0: Right. Fears. They thought maybe it was a college kid too, someone right. sitting in their class and yeah. When Wes Craven and the people who made Scream what it is, which is a franchise still going right. on all of these years, I think they he first saw this story on the news. It was something close to him. And he was like, that could be a movie because of that fear.
1: Right. Yeah. And likely, I, I can't speak for Wes Craven, but what I envision out of that whole situation is for people who are good at putting themselves in other people's shoes which i feel like i am a lot of times maybe Mm -hmm. i'm wrong but i feel like i i do that a lot and you put yourselves in the shoes of those college kids like you said and you immediately you're freaked out you don't want to be there right you're uh you feel you can imagine a lot of the fear that they had so
0: Mm -hmm. And there's, well, you can
1: see how that could turn into a movie is just imagining that fear.
0: Yep. There's in the movie, there's a reporter who um, is investigating right. and who interviews people. And it's very closely related to what really happens. Right. Um, yeah. Even though it's stretched and it's As
1: stretched and it's not movie. the, not the real victims. Right. It's not the story of what happened to those victims, but you, it's influenced by.
0: Right. Yep. Um, so any other thoughts on Gainesville? That was a lot.
1: It was a lot. And (laughs) I'm honestly surprised that case isn't covered more because that had a lot of details to it. Um, it was, it's a closed case now. Um, it was a horrific case. Yeah. I mean, that it was, interesting for sure and it's when i say interesting it's like i said earlier i'm going to be trying to figure out what what happened what snapped in him mentally for a long time Mm -hmm. because yeah that's almost all all serial killers are deranged Mm -hmm. but like that's on another level like there's there are serial killers and then there are serial killers that go to a level of brutality. That's just almost not even human. Mm-hmm. And that's where that person went. So something, it, it could even be, we've talked about head trauma from the abuse and things like that. He could have had massive head trauma to where he just wasn't even close to.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then had aggression on top of it.
1: Right.
0: Um, got divorced, hated his wife. I mean, right. there's a lot there. Which
1: I mean, that was that was one part when you said it. I was kind of like, so he, his dad was the abusive one. And he ends up hating women. Like that's weird how that ends up happening with a lot of serial killers. Mm-hmm. You would have thought he would have been like, I hate all men because of how my dad was to me. Right. But then he ends up, and his, I mean, I. I didn't at least hear you mention his mom being abusive.
0: No, she was the victim. Right. In most of it. Yeah. And well, so, all of it.
1: and so you're, you're sitting here thinking like, I don't know. I just, I'm just saying what I'm going through in my head and why this case is going to stick with me and interest me is I'm going to be sitting here trying to think like, how did this person end up coming out hating women? And it had in my mind, I feel like it had to have a lot to do with his dad hating his mom. huh. Mm-hmm and that being something that you i mean when when you have kids everybody be aware that the things you do they're gonna see every day and they're at a point in their development where it's gonna be what they carry with them for the rest of their lives so like in this situation he probably as a kid carried a lot of what his dad with him the rest of his life maybe not even knowing that that was the wrong attitude to have towards women Mhm. but anyways yeah that's down a whole nother rabbit hole but that is in my mind why a true crime is interesting usually is trying to figure out what the hell happened
0: yeah um this case uh <laughs> it was a lot for me to research too because yeah. i had to kind of put myself
1: well and you probably had to so long. i'm assuming you probably had to see crime scene photos too which was not a hard. lot Okay. That's good.
0: Which is good. Um, but just knowing, knowing these things is hard.
1: Just Um, knowing it happened. And
0: yeah. Yeah. So subscribe, like, thank you guys for all that you do. Um,
1: yes. Thank you for all your support. Yes. It really means a ton.
0: It really does. Um, this is keeping me going, (laughs) (laughs) even though I don't get sleep. (laughs) So, um, yes. Thank you, Um, and I wish everyone well except for Danny Rowling.
1: (laughs) And his dad.
0: And his dad. Real pieces of shit. All right. Uh, (laughs) I'll be back with another one next time. All right. And I'll see you guys later. Bye. Peace. (laughs) Hi, guys. I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out. Help us grow. Um, You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, Yeah. Check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, Tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on code 187, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I think that's it, Um, and of course YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.